You know, spiritual awakening doesn't mean you have to float away on a cloud of Zen, okay? It can be as basic as becoming aware that you are more than labels, titles, and roles, and that you are not the thoughts you think. You're separate from them. I'm Bridget Blythe Briere, a regular girl going through a shift that I'm sharing with you because it feels good to figure out how to unlock heart and mind to reveal the true self and live with a deeper connection to the universe and everything in it. You can have that too. And these episodes are meant to help provide you with guideposts to pursue your own path to becoming socially responsible. Hi. One week into 2021, I sincerely hope that you are passionately pursuing a true you revolution. As discussed in episode eight, the true you is always there, no matter what stories your brain tries to tell or clings to, regardless of your roles in relationships or work. Beyond the conditioning that seems to create your reality, which is to say the experiences you've had that leave lasting marks, not only on your mind, but in the way your body responds as well. And again, I suggest the book, The Body Keeps the Score, if you'd like to dive deep on how that works. Such a good book. We as human beings go and go and go and All the while, we're holding tight to titles and labels and roles as though we are those things. In the fall, I would watch the squirrels go, go, going, busy as can be, and I would laugh. Just knowing that they're doing and going was prompted by instinct, not thinking, not overthinking the way we humans do it. This squirrel and that squirrel collecting and climbing. No doctor squirrel, teacher squirrel, rich squirrel, poor squirrel. No squirrels with political affiliations or religious beliefs. What if we were like the squirrels or any other living thing, free from labels and titles and roles and stories fueled by emotions? What would happen? Would we melt away, shrivel up, poof, disappear into thin air? No, I assure you we would not. I thought it might be so when I stepped away from my longtime career, that I might very well vanish into nothingness without the job and the title. But I remain, here I am. And what's interesting is that what's still here is really just as good, if not better, than what I thought I was. And I say that not braggadociously, but as a complete and total work in progress, a person who daily observes thoughts, reframes them in order to fly out of the storm of suffering that's created when we don't stop and see our thinking brains with the eye of our soul. To see what the soul is not like any of the five senses that we're so used to dealing with. Seeing with the soul is intuitive. It's high vibrational. It's spacious and calm and compassionate. That's why piloting your brain plane is so important when it comes to being socially responsible. Now, of course, I am not an actual pilot. I've flown coach a bunch uh, in a relativist private plane once. A few times I've been on a helicopter. And once I was a passenger in a glider for a story I was doing as a reporter when I was in my 20s. 
And you know, a glider is the kind of plane with no engine that needs help to get into the air, like being towed up in the air by another plane. And then they let it go and you kind of float there. And one time, also for a story when I was in my 20s, when I was brave, (laughs) I flew with the U.S. Navy's Blue Angels team as they performed some of their incredible aerial stunts. That was crazy. Okay, so not a pilot. (laughs) But I have, however, become a brain plane pilot. No license required, just practice. And I've shared in past episodes about thought explosions, catching them as they blow up, before they go out so far that we forget what first sparked the spiral. I've shared about the power of a mantra to focus your mind. Gratitude for centering yourself, releasing resistance while doing chores, just as a place to practice for when big things happen that we don't like. I've shared about tuning in to messages from the universe and how most all experiences hold within them some lesson that our soul needs for growth while we have this human experience. Inner peace isn't some far-off destination, which I used to think it was. It's actually right here, right now, if we connect to consciousness. My husband has even gotten in the habit of reminding me when he sees me in the thought spiral, he'll say, nothing bad is actually happening right now. Or he'll say, stop listing out loud all the things that you have to do or that you're stressing about because you're just giving weight to these thoughts. Can you hear my dog snoring in the background? It's so funny. Anyway, no, these things aren't constant for me yet. As I just told you, my husband has to remind me. I remind myself. It isn't even a most of the time thing. But I practice and the awareness is there. And it's growing. And I get to teach my children how to do this. In the hopes that they don't have to wait until their 30s to wake up to this power. And I'm telling all of you who listen to this podcast because we can all be pilots of our own brain plane. Someone had sent me a message last week and it said, um, I guess I'm at a point now, especially with COVID, that I need to focus on comparison versus admiration. I'd love to understand how you overcame this. Well, practice. And I had shared a little rhyme that came to me for my higher self that said, comparison is a trap. Admiration is where it's at. And so I pull that phrase out when I notice my thoughts getting angry or mean towards someone else or towards myself for something that I want that they have or something that they seem to be that I don't understand. Or It's that noticing peace and then allowing the highest self, the soul, to shine through with a light of reminder. Comparison is a trap. Admiration is where it's at. So you could just repeat that to yourself. And sometimes you can just choose to release the thought altogether. Just like in an instant. Whoa, toxic thoughts in progress. Moving on. And then come back to the present with deep breaths, being where you are, not lost in thoughts. That one does not happen too often for me yet, but... It has worked on occasion, so I do know it's possible. But a tactic that really has helped me immensely is something that I learned about from reading some of the books by a woman called Byron Katie. 
who teaches a process of self-inquiry. And it includes four questions, which she simply calls the work. Which, by the way, you can find all these steps and questions for free on her website, thework.com. I do also highly recommend her books to read them in full. And the two that I read are A Mind at Home with Itself and Loving What Is. Without diving too deep on what is Byron Katie's to share, I've got to jump to the piece that I continue to use quite frequently. And I'm going to give you the call to action to check out thework.com to start putting it to use for yourself. So part of the process includes four questions that Byron Katie has you ask yourself as they pertain to a thought that causes you to have a strong feeling or strong reaction. So I'm going to use an example of something that happened today. I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see a post from a woman who I know, not well, but we know each other in real life. And her pictures and videos today trigger me into a thought that says her life is a million times better than mine. Is it true? That's the first question. Is it true? And insert the thought. Is it true that her life is a million times better than mine? Well, in the moment, you know what? I say yes, it is. I see these pictures. It's definitely better. She's off doing this and I'm here doing that and spiral. But no. Stop. I ask the second question, which is, can I absolutely know that it's true? Can I absolutely know that this thought that I'm thinking is true? Can I absolutely know that it's true that her life is a million times better than mine? <sighs> no. Nope, I can't. I can't know that. And what you start to realize is the answer to that second question is almost always no. I cannot absolutely know that that thought is true. Triggering? Yes. But I don't know that it's true for absolute certain. Wow, that's powerful, right? The third question of Byron Katie's The Work is, what happens when you believe that thought that you're having? And sticking with that example of social media and getting sucked into the comparison trap, who I am when I have a thought like, her life is a million times better than mine, or what happens when I believe that thought that her life is a million times better than mine, is that I become agitated. I feel a pit in my stomach. My heart begins to race. A hot burn of jealousy washes over me. I'm assessing what she has, what I have. I'm scrambling in my brain for something to validate me, to knock her down a notch. I want to find something about her to criticize, to make myself feel better, and it's uncomfortable, and I'm uncomfortable. I feel like a failure. I don't like this. That's powerful too, see? And then lastly, the fourth question is, who would you be without that thought? So who would I be without that thought that her life is a million times better than mine? Well, I'd just be me. A soul-seeking woman 
working on self-compassion, trying to spread the power that we each hold within ourselves to overcome this kind of autopilot thinking and to overcome emotional triggers that lead to self-induced suffering and lashing out at others. (laughs) I can release that thought and just be. Whoa. Now, there is a next step here, and there are steps prior to those questions that I went over, but I'm going to let you explore that through the website that I mentioned or in the books that Byron Katie has written. But can't you see how that line of questioning is like providing a flight plan for yourself so you can pilot the brain plane back to a place of peace when something, anything, sparks a negative thought spiral or threatens to capture you in a comparison trap or jostles your judgmental mindset. I just love that Byron Katie calls it the work because it does require effort. It's work. There's no magic bullet here, secret sauce to see with your soul. It's just putting in that work. It's practicing. Living a socially responsible lifestyle every dang day takes effort, awareness, Please find me on Instagram at socially responsible. Send me a message. Tell me how you're doing. Ask a question. And let's keep waking up together. In gratitude for liking what you hear, please take a moment to leave a review, subscribe, and share Socially Responsible, a regular girl's guide to spiritual awakening. <laughs>